Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we roll into the holiday season, a majority of people thinking about Christmas, thinking about New Year's, thinking about wrapping those presents, having a couple of cocktails with friends and family. Uh, but so many Carters in this sport, uh, when it comes to Christmas, they're thinking about Daytona. They're thinking about WKA Cart Week uh, when kart racing invades the hallowed grounds of the Daytona International Speedway between Christmas and New Year's. Hello, folks. My name is Rob Howden. This is episode number 14 of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network, December 20th, 2018. Almost done with the season. And again, when you talk about WK Cartwick, the World Karting Association, uh, they really kick things off. It's not really the end of 2018. It's more the start of 2019, kicking off, of course, uh, the Manufacturers Cup program and just getting everything rolling. Uh, joining us here today on the EKN Radio Network, thrilled to have Kevin Williams and Mike Tetro with us. Kevin, of course, the president of the WKA, Mike Tetro, the chairman of the board. Gentlemen, start with Kevin. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to chat with us here on EKN Radio. Rob, thank you. And uh, to all the EKN listeners, uh, this is truly an honor. appreciate the invitation. And, um, and like anything else, I'd love to talk racing. <laughs> exactly. Mike, great to have you with us here as well. Hey, thanks, Rob. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to talking to the racers. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff we're going to hit on over this hour. Uh, again, those of you who are listening in, whether you're listening on the, the website at ecardinews.com slash radio, or potentially you've downloaded the EKN Radio Network app, we appreciate that. A lot of great stuff planned for 2019. But before we talk 2019, guys, let's go back and look at 2018 first. Let, let's, just give me your thoughts overall on how things went for the WKA this past season. Uh, well, you know, uh, it, it was it was a tremendous year, uh, but it was also a challenge, a lot of uphill battles. Um, you know, I, I, for those of you who don't know, uh, even though I've been with WK for many years, uh, the I, I became president uh, with the trust of the board of trustees uh, right around April first, and uh, we had a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things to get done. Uh, we were handed a a schedule and um, and uh, some some uh, opportunities that we jumped on right away and uh, made some changes and did some things to benefit the members. But um, our first, Mike and my first, uh, and the board, uh, our first uh, order of business was to return WK to the membership, and because uh, that's really the foundation of uh, the organization, as we're really a, truly the only quote unquote association left. And 2018 presented some challenge that we had to tighten up some things and, and uh, you know, muscle through the year and, and try and make it the best for our membership. Mike, would you concur? Obviously, uh, a major shift, uh, as, as Kevin had alluded to, you know, the end of March and through into April, he took the, kind of over the reins. And, and it really, I would expect, and you can kind of comment on this, probably would put a different, uh, just a different outlook. Anytime you have a different leader, you're going to come in with, you know, different uh, outlooks, different ways of doing business, a different personality. Would you concur that uh, uh, a big shift, of course, early on in, in 2018? Uh, yeah, I would agree with Kevin. It just caught it just a lot of things had to, to change a little bit and we had to make a lot of adjustments going forward and trying to uh, give WK a good identity um, changing uh, track location and just re reigniting the marketing program and trying to talk to our customers our racers both of us um, made phone calls to the to the big teams um, and spoke to a lot of members and things like that and it just 
that was important to get get the name out there again and get us out there and talking to people and get some trust built back into it. Not that we didn't have trust, but just to recontinue the trust factor. Well, I think, you know, Kevin obviously made a, a very good delineation when it comes to the sport now. And I, you know, I talked to a lot of people that get upset maybe about the fact they don't think that some of the other organ, organizations, of course, in, in quotations, um, that they're maybe that, that maybe they're not listening to the members to a certain way or whatever it may be. But, you know, Kevin, you said it. You guys are really the only member organization really still around. All the other organizations are not really organizations. They're companies, right? They're, they're businesses that run races and they're private companies and they do what they want quickly when they want to. You guys remain, the WK does, the World Karting Association, the only really member-owned, member-run program uh, in karting here in the United States. We, you know, and that's absolutely right. We're, I've always said the greatest asset in motorsports is people. And, uh, you know, WK is certainly a people person uh, or people uh, organization, and it's made up of the members. We listen to them. Um, I told the board uh, when they put their trust in, in me and Mike, I said, guys, I don't know if I have 20 hours a day to be on the phone, but we, we, <laughs> we did, did the best we could. Um, and w- another thing we wanted to do was, was reestablish our relationship with all the other karting organizations. And so often I see people uh, make the comment that why aren't the organizations talking? Well, I, I'm, I, I can tell you firsthand the other, other organizations are talking. We're, we're talking to everybody. We may not agree on things. We may not do things together, but we've talked to every single organization from from sprint racing to road racing to uh, dirt racing. We even held a roundtable uh, back in October f- f- with the dirt community, um, again, to talk to the members and, and tracks and clubs and uh, our, our members also. Um, so that was always a uh, beneficial to the WK in the past. And again, we, we brought ourselves back to that because we are an association. I would think we're probably going to, when we get into talking about 2019, we're going to see some of the fruits of those conversations that you've had, some of those round tables that you did, did have, which I have no doubt would have fueled some of the decisions that were made moving into the, the 2019 season. Now, Kevin, you know, you, you take the reins of the, the organization as the president, of course, working for the, the board of trustees. I would assume you were probably putting out a lot of fires early on. It was, you know, it's, it was one of those things where you're, what do they say? You're drinking out of a, a fire hose. So, so much, <laughs> so much stuff coming at you. Uh, now, eight months down the line, do you, do you feel like that is the, is the hose turned down a little bit, a little less flow? Yeah, we, it has. We, that's that, you know that's a nice way to put it, mild way to put it. But uh, we we did have to put out some fires, and, and like Mike said, we had to reestablish a lot of relationships. And you know, I I'm, I, I I was trained by my dad, and we're just a family that likes to get people in racing and keep them in racing. Yeah, and that's it. That that's really it. So, um, and if we could do that, if WK WK can play a major part in in karting for the United States. We're going to do that. And uh, so, um, you know, nothing against the past leadership. Uh, you know, it, it, everybody had their heart into it. Into it. Um, but we had to call a lot of people and reestablish a relationship and say, let's forget about what happened in the past. And and uh, let's try and grow the sport from the bottom to the top, from the top to the bottom, sideways, uh, always. Um, so I feel that we have a lot more stability now. And um, a lot of the fires are put out, and uh, now we're, again, returning the organization to the members, 
and uh, working on growth, which I'm sure we'll talk about later in the program. Let's talk to Mike. Uh, Mike, I'll let you look back. You've, of course, been, been with the WK uh, at, at the top levels for a number of years. And I know Kevin, of course, was there as well as a liaison uh, to the CIKFIA. Um, let, let's, let's ask one question before we move on to, to talk about 2019, what's coming up. Uh, Mike, do you, let's say you look back at 2018. Is there one, is there one bright point, one move you guys made or one kind of area where you guys really feel, Hey man, you know, we made a lot of in inroads. We, we made a lot of improvements this past season since, since Kevin came on board. Is there one that stands out for you? Yeah. Um, talking to the customers and, and getting the teams, uh, on board. Uh, we had a lot of, we had a lot of programs that just didn't support us due to various reasons. Yeah. And that's, in communication, lots and lots of communication and, you know, asking opinions when, you know, when we'll talk about the Charlotte thing, you know, I, I researched a lot of feedback and we'll get into that from the teams. Um, when we made the decision to move to Norway, we got the communication from the teams. We didn't just say, this is what it's going to be. This is what we're doing. Communication. That's yeah. The biggest thing I talk to a lot of people because obviously I know a lot of people and they just want to, you know, sometimes they say, Hey, I don't got time, but most of them want to just talk and they give you your idea. Now, of course, we're not always going to be able to give them everything they want, but at least they feel like they have their opinion and they have some input into it. Yeah. No doubt about that. If, uh, if the racers feel like their voice is being heard, that obviously changes something. And the, and the teams, the teams drive the racers. Somebody pick up the phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, listen, let's. Well, well, Mike goes and answers the nah, phone. We're, we're going to cut to a quick. <laughs> we're going to let's go to a quick commercial break, folks. We've got uh, uh, Kevin Williams and Mike Tetro from World Karting Association joining us here on the Industry Insider episode number fourteen. Again, my name's Rob Howden. Stay with us on the other side of this break. It's time to start talking about the 2019 season. I'm Chris Wheeler from Bell Racing USA, and I listen to the EKN Radio Network 24-7. As a world leader in personal racing safety products with a sales and service staff and dealer network unmatched in motorsports, Simpson Performance Products is now the official North American distributor for Stilo helmets. In addition to their wildly popular auto racing helmets, Stilo is extremely excited to have made their move into the karting community with a pair of stellar options. Stilo has two helmets designed and manufactured specifically for karting. The Stilo ST5 CMR 2016 for kids and the Stilo ST5 Kart Snell K 2015 adult karting helmet. The company's karting helmets are directly derived from Stilo's auto racing helmets that are so popular at the top levels of racing. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, as well as Stilo's lightweight construction and unparalleled field of vision, a crucial attribute for karting. For more information on Stilo, check them out at simpsonperformanceproducts.com slash Stilo, or by following them on social media at Stilo USA. Hello, karting fans. This is Andy Saisman, and you are locked in to the EKN Radio Network. Le Mans, Daytona, Sebring, the most legendary endurance races in the world, where man and machine push the limits of physics in an attempt to beat their competition and the clock. 
Now you can add the SimCraft 24 Hours of Orlando new sack carding to your list of must-attend endurance events. This brand new 24-hour endurance race is taking place on March 29th to 31st at the Orlando Carding Center in Florida. Plus, this is an event you can do in your own cart. There are arrive and drive cart packages available in addition to OEM and bring your own cart options. All entries will receive a fresh Briggs 206 engine package, tires and fuel, and the engine is yours to take home post-race. Do not miss out on the must-attend karting endurance event of 2019. The entry deadline is February 1st, 2019. Go to 24hoursoforlando.com, that's 24hrsoforlando.com, or the Facebook event page at Facebook slash 24hrsoforlando for more information. Hello, karting fans. This is Sean Bailiff with Trendy Karting Group, and you're locked into the EKN Radio Network. Welcome back to episode number 14 of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden, joined by the big dogs of the WKA, the World Karting Association, Kevin Williams, the president, and Mike Tetro, the chairman of the board. Guys, we look back at 2018 before the break, and uh, you know what? Everything you guys did... Like you said, moving forward, talking to the customers, you made some changes, as Mike had alluded to. You know, of course, the Manufacturers Cup was heading to New Jersey. That was a long drive for everybody. You talked to the teams. Hey, let's go to Norway instead. I, I thought that was a, a good move based on just where the core drivers are coming from for Man Cup. So that was obviously listening to the membership. Moving forward, you guys have had a chance to take a deep breath. And I know it doesn't may not feel that way, but there was no races, you know, from for what, a month and a half, two months you guys get to reset now. You've been working all year, of course, on, on WK Cart Week at Daytona. Let's start off with that. Essentially, you press the reset button. Everything you did this year now culminates in getting things fresh and rolling back at Daytona once again. Let's let's start with Daytona. How, do you, how are your thoughts going in there? We're only, what, not even a week away, just over a week away from rolling on track for the first time. How are the numbers in the three programs? And, uh, and give me your thoughts. Yeah, so, we, you know, uh, I haven't even wrapped my uh, holiday presents yet because we've been doing all the Daytona. Yep. But, you know, Daytona really starts uh, when we drive off there last year. And, uh, you know, we shake the hands of our, our wonderful host, the Daytona International Speedway. And uh, then we start working on rules package with uh, our awesome volunteers on the committees and and uh, the trustees in, mid, in midsummer. Then we start on, on the rule book. And uh, all the while preparing for Daytona. And Daytona is a gigantic, gigantic undertaking. And we do it, again, for one reason. And one reason only, and that's to provide a, a, a safe, a safe, fair venue that's really cool for the racers. And that's, that's why, we're doing it, why we do it. And uh, we'll be celebrating our 44th year there this year, uh, making next year the 45th year. Daytona numbers, uh, we, we strengthen our, our relationship with uh, Bridgestone for the sprint racing with Vega Tires and the great folks at uh, TS Racing at, for road racing. And then uh, we uh, establish a relationship with the wonderful partners at Maxxis Tires. And, and those relationships help us uh, put on a great race and provide a wonderful venue and, um, and uh, uh, attraction for the racers. And uh, one benefit is this year, the Daytona uh, event is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 
which since uh, for those of you who don't know, it's always 28, 29, and 30, and uh, we have to go with the days that fall on. Thankfully, this year it's on a weekend, so that helps. <laughs> all, all, all the effort of our of our in our office staff, all the effort everybody's put into, um, you know, our numbers are are up um, double digits in all the programs, uh, double digit percentages in in the programs. Nice. Man Cup is up about forty percent right now, um, and um, and the Dirt program is such a different, unique program this year with Maxis that um, it's tough to compare them with previous years. Uh, so it's kind of a kind of a uh, a great new excitement for all, for everybody this year. Um, we did some additional track preparations to the um, to the track. We brought in a, a very well trusted uh, track prep person for the dirt track, and that's helped our numbers grow. And uh, so Mike just came back, and I'll let him talk further. He just came back from there um, uh, uh, just this week with the setup. So, uh, and the, the Speedway is very pleased with uh, how things are progressing. Mike, before I let you jump in to talk about that, just for you listeners here on the ECAN Radio Network who might not be fully versed on WK Kart Week, essentially everyone knows Daytona International Speedway, the home, of course, the Daytona 500. The WK Manufacturers Cup Sprint Series runs on a, a sprint track, which is essentially used with a lot of the uh, the access roads inside turns three and four. Great racetrack. Uh, then, of course, the road racers run on the big track, which is always fantastic and is as uh, as Kevin alluded to, 40, what, 44, 45 years they've been doing this. I know that when I first was a, when I was a kid, looking at books about karting, you could see pictures of guys running on the on the on the big track, and I, that just blew me away. And then, of course, the oval on the outside of turn number one. A uh, number of years ago, the oval event, the the Speedway Dirt event, was run at Municipal Stadium, which is, was uh, just outside the city of Daytona. Uh, it, it since moved to a track that the AMA had built at one point. Now, I believe they use it just for. Uh, the carding event. So uh, it's a big race always has been. And of course I'm, I was happy to hear that you guys hooked up with, with Max's as well, because they of course have a, a solid program for the, the dirt oval guys. So Mike, you, you were down doing recon. You want to give us a little update on how things are going down at Daytona? Well, what we do is um, we go down early and we lay out the parking. Um, we have a team meeting with uh, the speedway, with the CEO of the speedway, Andrew Gertis and his team. And, um, just get everything lined up, get our radios down there, our pods down there, our tents are all put up. Um, just makes the whole move-in process a lot easier. Um, one thing that makes this whole event click is obviously, yes, the change to the Maxxis tire, I think, brings a lot of entry and a lot of everything to the to the event. And um, just it, it, it's, it's, a long, it's a long, hard job to, to get everything ready there for that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can I can hear your voice there, Kent. You can hear it, hear it too, right? <sighs> we, we we actually we actually you know a couple other benefits. We we uh, have an extremely good relationship with the visitors authority in Daytona Beach, and they've arranged. Uh, there's a brand new uh, entertainment facility across the street from the Speedway called One Daytona. They they got they welcomed our group with open arms, and we're gonna, you'll see some social media announcements this week. They get some they they've got some discounts, so they can uh, our racers can go over there and relax a little bit with restaurants, movies, all kinds of things. So um, the city has just been welcoming us with open arms, and that makes it really really kind of nice too. Um, we, last year we were actually the event was nominated as the uh, yeah. um, best amateur sports event of the year. We got runner up, but still that's pretty that's pretty good. We lost. 
to uh, uh, to the Little League uh, World Series. But what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> yeah, what do you do there? <laughs> so, uh, looking at Man Cup, Kevin, you said some some pretty good numbers in terms of uh, of an uh, increase in growth. Uh, Margay Ignite, you have them back again. Obviously, a fantastic program with with Margay and of course the uh, the two hundred six drivers. Um, over 40 drivers, and, and you said you were trying to get uh, – you told me before you are trying to get Rubens Barrichello to come in and play. Yeah. But Z- Zach Veach is going to be there. Gabby Chavez, Juan Pedrojita, James French. Got a, a quartet of some pretty good professional drivers coming back to play again. Like yeah, that. they yeah they are, and you know, I I, I think there's going to be some some vicious uh, bragging rights at the end of this yeah. weekend, which is going to be fun to watch them because the, the, all those all four of those drivers are class acts, and and they understand they're, that some of the drivers are grassroots level. They understand some pros are in there, uh, but uh, they the, those guys are true pro, true professionals, and we're happy to have them back. Uh, our other classes are we we reestablished our relationship with Briggs this year, so we've got a Briggs uh, cadet category that's very strong. Um, the board made the decision to bring back uh, kid carts in on a national level because uh, basically that's really the you know the start of, of karting for everybody, right? So, uh, and that's very strong. Our, our relationship with IAMI has has been a huge help. So we can uh, so we offer all the classes for the age categories, and all, all the classes are really looking strong. So it's going to be a great great weekend. Well, let's let's segue from there. I think that's a great segue into starting to preview the three series that we can look at for 2019. We'll start with the Manufacturers Cup program. Kevin, you had mentioned that uh, the the Briggs 206 Cadet class coming in, I think, will be a good option for young drivers who who want to get more seat time. You know, you've got the the Micro Swift, the Mini Swift, you've got the X30 Junior and the X30 Senior. You, a big move for this year, and you can comment on a little bit. I'm going to expect that it probably came from. Number one, the numbers you saw this year and the feedback you got from customers. The Yamaha class is now off the manufacturer's cup. You're bringing in the KA100 Junior and KA100 Senior, which we've seen a lot of excitement from coast to coast with that program. Talk a little bit about that move for the manufacturer's cup. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, we, we love the Yamaha package. We've offered it for years and years. We simply were not servicing our members by offering Yamaha. They just didn't show up. And yeah. again, we're going back to, this is a membership organization. So uh, the way to do that was listening to the members and they wanted to go with the KA100, which is a, uh, a modern uh, version and, and uh, it's onboard starter, right? So, uh, a great air-cooled motor, great, uh, great package, and and it's what uh, it's what the the membership wanted. Um, and because of the the, the board uh, making the decision to to drop the Yamaha simply due to lack of of um, of uh, participation, um, we still had to take care of the the cadet sportsman age driver, and uh, that the the Briggs two hundred six has been so fantastic in a lot of areas. Why not bring that in for them? So, uh, and they're they're actually fast. I was surprised, but those guys are goes those guys are very fast. Uh, you know, my my concept on that, my feeling has always been this: is the fact that uh, the two hundred six classes, my day, but when running four cycle, whenever that's about speed, that's about smooth and momentum, right? So you're going to teach these kids. They're going to be running their micro and mini, but they're also going to be able to run the 206 and really work on that, you know, work on that, uh, on that smoothness with the 206. You can't waste any, any momentum in a, in a four cycle. That's for sure. For sure. Well, I mean, I will tell you, uh, I mean, the 206 class, uh, 100% came feedback from our members and our uh, teams. Oh, I good. Mean, that 206 cadet wasn't something we pulled out of it. That was suggested by several teams. We discussed it with our committees. 
and we put it forward and it's paying off. I think it's like 20, 27, 28 entries for wow, Daytona that's, already. That's for Cadet, great. For Cadet of all things. So, so let's look at the Manufacturer's Cup's uh, schedule, guys. And, Mike, you can maybe comment on, on the choice of venues. Six races. They're going to take the best four. And David Cole and I have talked a lot about the fact we think six is too much. But you guys, of course, again, listening to your membership, which is good. Uh, Daytona kicking things off. Then you guys go to GoPro at the end of March. Of course, Mooresville, North Carolina, fantastic facility. You go up to Road America, which I think is awesome. Elkhart Lake, obviously, is a great uh, great uh, town, just such a motorsports-friendly place. Road America and a great track. I love that facility there. Then you move to Charlotte. We won't talk too much about the Charlotte event because we're going to cap off this particular segment talking about the new Charlotte race. Then you're back to, to Badger up in Dowsman, and then you wrap the season at Newcastle Motorsports Park in mid-October. Mike, your thoughts on the schedule itself? You're pretty happy with the, the cross-section based on input from your teams? The uh, first schedule we put forth in July was was okay. It was good. Um, we made some changes here um, at the end of the year to add the uh, Charlotte event and add the Road America event. Again, talking to some people, seeing what their thoughts were. What we wanted to do was try to give WK its own identity. Yeah. Um, it, a lot of series just run the same classes. We run the same classes as other series. So we thought if we added the identity of, you know, we have a Daytona, we have a Charlotte, we have a Road America, and then you you cap it off with, you know, great tracks like Mooresville and Newcastle and Badger. Um, it just made a lot of people happy. Um, it The Charlotte event, announcing the Charlotte event when we did, definitely helped our organization going forward. It excited a lot of people. It excited a lot of old-time people. I know people like Jamie Siraki are super stoked about the idea of going back to Charlotte even though it's not the same course, but just the idea of just going to Charlotte. Yeah. It's a great venue and it's, you know, we all had a great, we all, a lot of great things happened down there and it's just been a lot of fun over the years. So I'm glad we're returning there. Yeah. You know, Mike, with the, uh, with so many series racing and different groups and whatever it may be, everybody's got their own, their own identity. Like you said, now, I, I, I like that. I, I think that's a great line for you guys to, to do something a bit different, get out of your, I won't say comfort zone, but get out of where you guys have been for the last number of years and say, here's who we are. This is what we do. We're at, like you said, we're at Daytona. We're going to Road America and we're going back to Charlotte, which has been a place, you know, for how many years? So it's, it's the North American Karting Championships. Again, we'll talk about that down the line, but that was back in the mid 90s, late 90s. So we're talking 20 years. WK has had that deep connection uh, with the Charlotte Motor Speedway. So I look forward to talking more about that. But let's jump into road race now, because I think that the national road race series is a place where you guys really have you, you've taken a loss, a bit of a hit in the loss of VIR, but you guys come back and Kevin talks about some of the round table meetings you guys have had. What I like six race series for this year, Daytona, Roebling road, gateway, Charlotte, Heartland park, Topeka, and the uh, NCM motorsports park, the, uh, the Corvette museum uh, facility guys talk about the fact and this is big, I think, that you're partnering with the CES and CART for a couple of events this year. I think that's a really cool deal to reach out and kind of go across party line. Sure, sure. And as, as you know, I, and my background's uh, heavily in sprint and road racing, so that's a, that's a market that is uh, big in my heart as well. But, you know, from an association, and I, I safely speak for all the other road racing organizers, the biggest challenge is not necessarily everybody thinks it's the age of the drivers, which that's not the challenge. The challenge is the tracks are very popular and they only have 52 weeks a year. 
and it's t- it's really tough to get carts on those type of, of tracks. I mean, imagine what you have to try and do. And, and being one of those tracks, you got IMSA and IndyCar and all these other organizations that that uh, want to use their track as well. There's testing, there's schools, there's you know, uh, uh, there's driver experiences, and so the biggest challenge with road racing is the cost of the tracks and getting on the yeah. tracks. So. What, so one of the things we wanted to do was, as I mentioned before, we talked to all the organizations and said, you know, listen, let's 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 do a few less races on our calendar, which you may notice we've done one less this year, where we had seven last year, and mm-hmm. let's try and do more efforts together, um, and uh, that way that uh, you know the track is still there, we're there for the racers, it's a lot of the same people, and and uh, we can show some synergy between each other, and that's really where where it all started, and we were real happy to to establish our relationship uh, again with CES. And and uh, then, of course, uh, we had a strong relationship with CART already. And uh, it makes makes sense for them to, you know, it's a big karting party is what, what Road Race is. And uh, why, why not service that member? Kevin, you've obviously been around the sport for a, a long time. I've had a chance to announce with your dad before and love that. Uh, you know, the Williams name has been around for a long time. So, you know, what road racing has been and what it's, you know, what it's, uh, how much of a part of karting it's always been. And it seems like, you know, you brought up a couple of things. People, I, I think the layman or the driver, maybe the sprint racer who, you know, goes racing on, on the weekends has no idea the ridiculous, I, I, I use the word ridiculous, but it's the massive cost it costs to rent these major, you know, these, these racetracks, these, these full size racetracks. People don't realize the expense, and as you said, the challenge because there's so much competition in terms of people trying to get dates, and and you know, date equity is so important in our sport, uh, in road racing, holding on to these dates and and making sure that karting and road racing has that stability. Can you talk a little bit about the conversations that you've had with uh, with Dave Larson and with with the folks at Cart about you know just working together more to try to make sure that that road racing for karting. Uh, you know, hangs around for a number of years to come. Sure. What what really helps is our uh, our road race committee uh, is, does a great job establishing those those relationships as well. But um, it, I basically, I, I'll tell you the same thing. I've told everybody. I've asked. Uh, I, I've told all the all the other organizations. Listen, renting these facilities is expensive. Uh, why why not? Let's do something together. It's it's uh, you know we're, we're basically talking about sun up to sundown and and do it together we all uh put a little extra money in our pocket by not paying so much rent and um everybody likes it i mean uh, you don't see us working with everybody this year but uh, i foresee in the next uh one to three years that you'll see us working with more organizations all the time and and the same for them i like that i think that uh any any time our sport can come together and understand there's different factions and different companies different organizations as we've talked about before uh you know for me it's one of those things where if any time we're working together, we're moving in the right direction. Even if it's a phone call, even if it's just to do with a little bit about you know trying to stay off each other's schedules, uh, but working together at the track, I think is of course something that's uh, that's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I so agree. You know, it's it's what needs to happen, especially in road racing. Yep. Now, guys, let's yep. wrap it up in terms of the categories. Speedway dirt is you know not obviously something that most of our EKN listeners talk about because for for you know so many of them are either road racers or sprint racers. The dirt program, though, near and dear to my heart. I had a dirt magazine for a number of years. I've done a bunch of dirt racing as well. Talk about how you guys are approaching Speedway dirt racing under the WK banner here in 2019. I can um, talk about that a little bit. Um, Perfect. Me and Kevin went down to uh, uh, Triple T 
back in the beginning of May to just uh, meet some of the teams and um, talk to a lot of the members and, and see what the needs were down there. And uh, they gave us they gave us a lot of feedback. Uh, met a lot of great people. Um, I had a little bit of history in the dirt market back with the, the Firestone days, but a lot of those businesses I, that were were there then aren't there anymore. So for yeah. me, it was a little bit you know a little new. But, you know, there were some good people like Harold Wiggins and people like that that have been around a long time. And um, the biggest thing was just to hear them out. And a lot of the stuff we built, class structure, rules, everything that's leading up to Daytona was was feedback from them. Um, we didn't know what, you know, back when WK did this, the classes were Briggs, uh, obviously, a lot of it is clone and all this other stuff now. So we had to learn a whole new thing. And, you know, I'm really excited about uh, the event, you know, coming up in Daytona. I think we've, we've listened to a lot of people. And I think we're going to, you know, we're not going to bring it back to what the glory days were. But, you know, we're going to do our best. Um, we brought back one of our race directors from way back when, Ronnie Miller. I heard that. And, That's right. uh, you know, we're really excited about that. I uh, spoke with Ronnie several times on the phone. Great guy well-respected in the sport and, you know, just bring back the WK pastime of what it was, you know, we, we made some mistakes back in the day, which, which cost us this. And, uh, you know, we just want to get back into it and, and support our racers. And the biggest thing they want is communication. They need help with race directing. They need help with their tech rooms. They need help with their rules. That's, that's the most important thing they got going forward. And, and that's what an association does. Agreed. That's exactly, that's exactly what an association does, Kevin. Now, to to wrap that up, so two just the two official dirt races this year, correct? The Daytona race and Charlotte is that the is that what WK has got under their sanction for yeah, this year? Yeah, we well on a national level, yeah. um, you know. Listen, but uh, we, we're we're working hard to support uh, the regional programs and local programs. Um, you know, one way to to uh, to help the dirt community is not come in there with a full bore bunch of national races saying you got to come to all these things to be a great, to be a great dirt racer. Um, so we have these national, these two national races, Charlotte and Daytona, um, and still to still allow the, our member tracks and our member clubs to still have their, their programs, their regions, those type of things. And, uh, you know, these guys race sometimes two or three times a weekend yeah. at two or three different places yeah. every single weekend. Um, recently, they've had a lot of bad weather in uh, that part of the country, in the southeast part of the country. And and some of them haven't raced since Thanksgiving, and they're, like, chomping at the bit. So <laughs> I don't blame them. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, yeah. So anyway, but no, our, 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 we, we didn't want to be the big behemoth, our better way – our, our most efficient way to help that that uh, that member is to be an association and not just be a, a national race promoter. I like that. This is, folks, the uh, 14th episode of the Industry Insider. I'm Rob Howden here on the EKN Radio Network. We're speaking with uh, WKA Brass Kevin Williams and Mike Tetro talking all about the 2019 season. And I think uh, to wrap up 2019 and, the, and the, the, the look forward, we have to put the spotlight on this brand new event, the, the race coming at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, for those of you who have not been in the sport for 20 years, um, man, that that race, at one point it was the North American Karting Championships. We ran uh, on the big track with Road Race. There was a, a sprint race there as well. 
we had uh, actually the, the CIK World Championships in Formula C there in 1998. The Formula A and Super A ran there. Some big guys like Fernando Alonso, Kimi Raikkonen uh, all ran at uh, uh, at the Charlotte Motor Speedway in this massive FIA event. It was incredible. There was a pavement race at Outback Speedway on the back straightaway. Uh, there was, of course, the um, the Briggs & Stratton 300 on the front straight using the, the pit lane, the, the inner oval. It was just a major event back in the 1990s, which was such a feather in the cap for WKA. It was just that race that everybody came to uh, near the end of the year. Guys, what you're essentially doing is trying to put another marquee event together for the WK. You guys have Daytona. You know how to put on a race like that. This one here, of course, you know, right in the in, in WK's home in Charlotte. This let's talk a bit about what you guys have put together. You know, Kevin, I'll let you lead it first. Maybe give us the origin story on how this even happened. Like what conversation was started? to kick yeah. off a race and return to Charlotte. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, uh, for those of you that don't know, our office is located in the same industrial park as the, as the Charlotte motor speedway. And, uh, we, we, th- we didn't really have anything at home. And, uh, and so, uh, I made a phone call to, uh, uh, to the management there and I, and, uh, made some nice friends all right out of the shoot. And I just simply asked, why aren't we doing business together? And, uh, they said, we want to get back into carding. And we sat down and have had lunch, uh, and, uh, banged it out. And, and, uh, they're, they're extremely motivated. They're a very, a great, great group of people to work with. It's a different management than when, uh, WK had the North American championship there. And the facility is quite different with the exception of the, the banked ovals. Yeah. Um, so, um, a lot of the elements of that facility have changed. Uh, and so we altered a, a good, a racer experience out of what is there. Um, and I, I gotta tell you, uh, the best NASCAR race I've seen last year was the NASCAR Roble. And so we said, we, we got to get there. And, uh, that's, and that was really, uh, that was really the foundation of the, of the, uh, conversation for road racing. And then, uh, to our knowledge, there's never been carts on their dirt track, and and uh, that is a major. That track is a major draw. It's a big facility, yeah. so we're work, we're working out how to how to uh, carve a track out of that. Again, we have the right people helping us. Um, you know, again, our greatest asset is the people, and so. Um, uh, but the, we, you know, the speedway is not opposed to. Um, having a, a long-term relationship where they would put some capital into uh, into some of the um, uh, some of the facilities there to uh, welcome karting again. So uh, to w- to what extent it's still yet to be determined, but um, this is going to be a long-term relationship, and um, we're we're just uh, we're we're thrilled to be a part of their family again, and they're thrilled to be a part of the WK family again. Um, Mike has Mike has kind of done a lot of the operations and structuring of the deal, so I'll let him talk further about that. Mike, let me let me uh, lay the groundwork again. As Kevin just said, a brand new event at Charlotte Motor Speedway with the WKA, uh, racing on essentially the Roval for the road road course. Now, none of the I think the layout's not quite locked in yet. Uh, being told the the WK Manufacturers Cup not going to run on the old sprint track that was run before. It's not in really good shape, having sat for for so long. So they're looking at more of a temporary circuit using some of the of uh, the Roval as well. And then as Kevin alluded to, the uh, the dirt event over at the Dirt Track, which is Charlotte's amazing dirt facility that holds the World of Outlaws and some amazing events. Just a tremendous racetrack. 
So all three programs, again, on the docket for Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, Mike, let's give me your insight. You've obviously been on the ground floor, as Kevin has said. Uh, what uh, what can you add to the, the, the Well, what we did was, obviously, we had the meeting with them, and then um, I went back down there and um, met with the group down there, and we drove the track. It's how could we fit three events in this facility at this event? And what we did was – we're going to put the man cup obviously on the infield portion of it with probably a little bit of a, a temporary structure added to it just to slow it down a little bit. Um, the road race is going to do the big oval, um, a little bit of the infield. And we originally were going to do just do a paved oval in the fifth mile in the back. And, you know, I said to Kevin um, on the phone one night, I said, you think we could put a dirt race in there? And he said, well, I don't know. So I talk. I actually talked to. Uh, I called Buddy Long. Buddy knows uh, that that facility better than anybody, especially the dirt stuff. I said, Buddy, you think we can put it? Yep. Put a dirt race there? He goes, Well, it's possible. You know, never been. You know, I'm thinking, well, Charlotte's not going to let us do that because it's a separate. You know, it's a whole separate stadium. It's huge. It's it's yep. you know. So I spoke with Maxis about it. Talked to Patty and Todd. Asked them what they thought, and they said, Man, it'd be really cool if we could do that. Um, so. I spoke to the track. I said, is there a possibility we could do the dirt track? And the guy goes, I can't say why not. So <laughs> why October, not? Let's do it. October, we had our meeting. Um, we went over to the track. I took uh, Mackie flood. Who's one of the best track prep guys out there and all the dirt industry. Well-respected. It was raining that day. Um, uh, Mackie looked at it and I said, Mackie, you think you could do something with this? And his, his words were hell. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, this sounds like one of, this sounds like one of those, uh, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. And and that's what every track of dreams, what everyone's saying. I mean, it's, it's an amazing thing. Is it going to be perfect the first time out? Probably not. Are we going to learn a lot of things? Yes. But I really believe with the people that are going to work with us on the dirt track part of it, it, it's, it's going to be easy. Um, the road race part, I mean, we got Robbie Harper, one of our trustees, one of the most respected road race guys out there. I mean, he's the kind of guy you could just give the keys to on the road race and say, here, take care of it. And he does. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a great staff of people for the man cup. The office does great with it. Our race directors, Kevin, myself, you know, it, it should run, it should run smooth, but I, I mean, I know where I'm going to be and I'm going to be at that dirt track because that's, that's going <laughs> to be, that's going to be amazing, Rob. And, uh, if you ain't got nothing going on, we're going to get you down there. Is there are there thoughts? Can, can you run under the lights? Is that a possibility? It, we are going to run under the lights. Yes. Oh, that's what I like yeah. to hear. We'll be running so, under the lights. We'll practice on the probably. You know, we're going to give everybody a good uh, day of practice probably on Friday because yeah. again, it's a track that nobody's been to. The dirt guys really aren't accustomed to like a full practice day. Um, but we'll probably do a half practice day. We'll, we'll let the, we'll, we're going to talk to our people and see what they think. Our industry people. And then do a little and do some night racing, uh, definitely Saturday night. And uh, depending, you know, depending on what they suggest, uh, we'll see what, how Sunday uh, progresses. If it's just a half day or a, a late evening thing or whatever they want to do. What is the actual date for the event? Let's get that out there for everyone. It, it's the weekend right after um, June twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. June, yeah. So June. Right. So yeah. Right. As I as I scramble for a twenty nineteen, I got in front of me June June twenty first to twenty third, folks. Um, again, we'll of course have all the information on ecardingnews.com as we uh, are excited to actually continue our partnership with the WK this year for the EKN Trackside Live Tour again, presented by Cooper Tires. 
David Cole and Eric Brennan, I believe, going to be trackside again uh, for this year's Manufacturers Cup. Looking forward to it. Uh, guys, here's one more question before we go to the break. And, Kevin, I'll let either of you guys kind of jump in on here. Is this the kind of – Kevin, you've alluded to it. Is this something that, man, if, if this race comes off well, if the, if the racers come out, the teams come out and support this – are we thinking, you know, long-term, really productive relationship with the Charlotte Motor Speedway? Um, y- yes, actually, we've. Uh, the most exciting thing about this is, I mean, listen, that's a, they got a new management team than we used to be there before, so we are going to have to prove ourselves, just like anybody else who shows up there. But uh, as you said, if the teams show up and people show up and the racing is there and. Um, you know, this this could be a normal part of of the WK family, and we're just excited about the possibilities because we've we've talked about many different growth opportunities with this group of people at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and uh, it will be it, it will be a event to participate in for years to come. I love it. All right, folks, stay with us. More to come here on episode number fourteen of the Industry Insider. You're listening to the EKN Radio Network. Hello, karting fans. This is Gabby Chavez, and you're locked into the EKN Radio Network. The 2019 season is just around the corner, and Trinity Karting Group is fired up and ready to take up the challenge. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. We're also a Midwest dealer for Tony Kart in Miami, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. We'll be trackside, the Supercart USA Winter Series and Pro Tour, the USPKS, the Battle of the Brickyard, and of course, the KRA Series at Newcastle Motorsports Park. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitykartinggroup.com. I'm Jake Craig, and you're listening to the ECAN Radio Network. Are you looking for a new card shop, one that treats you like you're an important customer? If so, look no further than Acceleration Car Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time carding business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices, and service. At Acceleration Kart Racing, we're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a kart racer needs, from turnkey carts to safety equipment, engines, and more, stocking all of the leading kart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, Miami, MG Tires, Vinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, Ribtech, and EVS, Tillet, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, 
Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and KNN. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, we will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shop8kr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration has a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shopakr.com. Again, shopakr.com. And make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season. Again, we're a one-stop shop. Shopakr.com. This is Jim McKinney, and you're listening to EKN Radio Network 24-7. With over 35 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Karting Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, bearings, we're the source for axle components in the USA. We're not just axles either. At PKT, we can manufacture motor mounts, hubs, brake rotors, and even GoPro mounts. We're also the choice for axle and chassis straightening. We've designed a dedicated table for the sole purpose of straightening and laser aligning your chassis. If needed, we have the capability to cut, replace, and weld portions of your chassis as well. Big crash bent your frame? Send it to us. Broke a spindle yoke off in a wreck? We can replace it. You don't need to toss that expensive frame in the trash bin. We can fix it. We can repair and straighten chassis, and we CNC machine the finest carding products in the country. With over 70 dealers throughout the U.S. and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. Family owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. PKT, what's in your cart? Hello, karting fans. This is IndyCar driver Zach Veach, and you're locked into the EKN Radio Network. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. This is Industry Insider number 14, December 20th. And uh, pleased to have Kevin Williams and Mike Tetro with me here uh, on the broadcast today uh, from the WK, the World Karting Association. We look back at 2018. We talked about the 2019 program. Guys, let's just cap off this podcast. Only a handful of minutes remaining here. Let's talk about what WK is doing moving forward. You know, obviously, Kevin, from the very uh, start of this podcast, you talked about taking kind of the reins uh, in April and just kind of changing the culture in terms of the the management of WKA, reaching out, working more on on listening and getting input and feedback. Can you talk a little bit maybe about the WK's efforts to grow the connections with your tracks and your clubs that are under the WK sanction? Yeah, sure. So um, that's another thing that we that we've been doing is. Um, uh, you know, I, a lot of people don't know this. Mike and I are volunteers, and so is our trustees, and so is our committee members. We're, we do this for the love of the sport and to help the membership. Um, one of the things I wanted to do is I introduced a uh, every third Thursday of the month, I do a half-hour Facebook Live just to gather more input. And one of the, one of the things that has come from that is, is do you talk to uh, more tracks? And we really just like to welcome new tracks and and i talked to a track yesterday it isn't one of our tracks that had a carding question um that's what an association does 
Um, so to help the tracks and the regions and those kind of things, we encourage them to uh, develop regional regional programs that we can endorse. Um, we're looking very heavily towards uh, um, electric karting, and that yeah. could be the growth of the future. Um, I've, uh, as you know, Rob, my past life, I'm a corporate guy, so um, there's a lot of corporations who are interested in seeing some electric stuff. Um, electric is is the buzzword in in motorsports right now, especially in Europe. Um, so we're looking at that, and uh, we're looking at and it's supporting our tracks and our clubs to get back to some regional support. Um, so the national races that WK puts on, uh, they have something to race up to. Um, so those are those are part of the growth patterns, but certainly certainly the uh, grassroots level and the tracks is really a big, big part of us um, having membership to begin with. You know, Kevin, you mentioned the uh, the electric side of karting. We're, of course, seeing it uh, with the Formula E series. There's uh, Jaguars got their, you know, their, their E series as well. A lot of electric stuff coming, which is interesting. And I know, of course, uh, WKs did some work as well with the guys from Purdue University and, and the EPRI. Um, let's talk about the WK's future. I think that's why I kind of wanted to segue to electric. Not saying that the WK is going to electric anytime soon, but just from where you guys are, you always have to have a long-term view, right? You can't just think micro. You got to think macro. What, what do you guys see right now? What are your thoughts on the future of the WKA? Well, we, we also need to, to give ourselves a, uh, a, a media, uh, uh, foot also. And, um, We've had, and when you speak about electric in the Purdue, uh, it, we actually, I actually just got their their renewal agreement this year, uh, this morning, so that's coming back next year. That's going to be great. But um, we, we also are improving our, our media footprint, uh, where we didn't really have so much social media until this year, and it's been fantastic because that's where a lot of the carters like to communicate, as you know. Yep. Um, and so we've improved that. We've uh, we're, we're always talking about television production. Um, and we're and I've even negotiated a little bit with the uh, uh, with a couple other um, uh, media producers, which I can't really talk about now. But <laughs> but but uh, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the idea is um, you know to help is to help uh, educate uh, the public and people, and and it's it's sad, but too often. Uh, you know, some uh, kids these days and, and families don't have enough access to motorsports and, you know, some of our media package will help them do that. Um, there'll be more on that later, but uh, we just needed some content to push out to help the, help the entire sport of karting and uh, as an association would do. You know, Kevin, that one thing I want to mention, you, you just brought that one, the, the term up. And I think when it comes to the WK, I think it's key. Obviously, there's a lot of places to race if you're trying to get your kid to cars, which we all know is a, is a, is a very, very tough thing to do. You spend a lot of money. One of the things about the WKA, you guys are such a part of the foundation of the sport, right? That bottom part of the pyramid that gives karting its real strength. The, the top level stuff doesn't provide strength. It provides kind of a odd bubble in terms of whether or not that the sport is strong. The, the foundation, club racing, good regional racing is really starting, I believe, starting to firm up again. It's growing. The 206 has done well. The WK really, and I'll say this straight out, really is one of those core components of the foundation. You guys think about family, and that's the word I, I keyed on. You talk about families enjoying this sport. That's what really this is all about. This isn't about jumping on iRacing by yourself. It's mom, dad, sister, son, everybody out there racing together and having fun. You guys are so much about family. 
That's that's exactly right. You know, even our thank you banner that we're going to put up at uh, Daytona this year is nothing made up of nothing but family photos. So, um, and and again, that's what an association does, and uh, with their membership, we provide that avenue f- of carding where people can all be involved and get and participate. Um, we, I, I wrote a special start carding page on the worldcarding.com website that has links to clubs, to tracks, to to um, retailers. To so, and and it doesn't say anything about what a KT100 Yamaha is or any of those other things. It just says. We have a place for everybody. If mom wants to be involved in the scoring, if dad wants to be involved on the grid and the brothers wrenching on the, on the sister's cart, that's, that's what we're about. So, um, uh, and that's what we embrace. And it was written in such a way to help those people migrate to the sport to see this is a, sp- a place for everybody. Yeah, that's part of the identity you guys talked about, Mike. You, you talked about the identity of your program and, and Kevin, of course, talking about the identity of the organization uh, on the whole. And that's about family racing and having a good time, affordable motorsports. Guys, we're almost done this podcast. I'll, I'll give you each a chance to, to maybe give some final thoughts. Kevin, we'll start with you. Uh, what are your final thoughts here to wrap up this industry insider? I, I have been extremely thankful and pleased with the, uh, with the uh, approval and acceptance of the industry as a whole. I can't thank uh, Carding enough for everything it's done for me and my family through, gosh, almost 45 years now. If I'm that old, but yeah. uh, and and it continues on. I, I mean, I, I got an email today from Kevin Miller at USAC. We talked to them. I mean, there's it, it, I can't be thankful enough to the sport of Carding and the family of motorsports, and that drives us to help help you guys as racers. Mike, I don't know if you're at the 45 mark, but you've been around for 20 plus years. What are your thoughts, uh, final thoughts here on the WK and, and everything you guys have done, you know, with Kevin at the helm over the last eight months? Well, I mean, you you, you made that comment. You know, if you build it, they will come. Um, my my biggest thing is, if you listen, they will come, and that's going to continue to be my point: is listening to the people and trying to deliver the best product available to them. That will help us grow. Uh, communication with other series is, is going to be huge. Scheduling, things like that. Uh, you know, you know, you know, a little teaser, and you know, I'm not, you know, putting anything to it, but you know, there is, you know, with Charlotte, there is, a, it's back to back. USPKS is racing the weekend before, and then us at uh, Charlotte. You know, who knows? Maybe there could be like a little Carolina shootout um, right. in, in the works there for an event like that. So. Not saying it's going to happen, but there's, you know, you never know. Um, well, you guys have already you guys have already shown the 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 decision, or at least the attempt to work with other organizations. So that that could be something that could happen. I like it. All right, folks, let's cap this thing off. We're done. I want to thank uh, my guests today, Kevin Williams and Mike Tetro from the World Karting Association. I think pretty easy to hear from the words that they uh, sent out here today on this podcast that uh, it's an open door policy to try to grow this sport. They're doing a lot of great things. They're coming up with their own identity. Uh, for the World Karting Association and, and moving it forward into the future. Our sport certainly changing and the WKA uh, evolving as they need to, as we all do, uh, to continue to listen to the customers. I do want to thank them again for joining us. Big race coming up in Daytona, folks, WK Kart Week, but uh, I guarantee you the work continues on the event that will take place in late June at Charlotte Motor Speedway. From what Kevin and Mike are telling us, a lot of great stuff coming for the WKA. Follow them, of course, on social media, World Karting. I believe it's worldkarting.com for the website as well. Just uh, a great way to stay connected. Kevin, again, doing his uh, his uh, Facebook Live the third Thursday of every month, I believe. Kevin, is that correct? 
third Thursday every month, 7 p.m. Eastern, and uh, it's open open mic. Uh, if I can't give you an answer, I'll get it for you and get it to you later. Just simply great accessibility, though, for the president of the WK, something that we haven't seen in the uh, 50-something years of the, of the organization. Folks, we wrapped it up. An hour-long podcast here with the, the big dogs of the WK. I want to thank them again for being with us. Thank you for listening to the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.